0: Thank you for joining us. We will start our feed in just a few minutes. Good morning, everybody. We're going to do things just a tiny bit different today because today's message is a end of a year in review message, and a, and what's coming in 2021, which is basically announcements. So we're going to skip that this morning, and uh, I'm going to read a little scripture and say a prayer, and then we'll head directly into communion. So I'm reading this morning out of Psalm 34, the first ten verses, and it says, "I will bless the Lord." Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Let me pull that off. Okay. (laughs) I'm so used to wearing it now. Uh, Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man or woman who takes refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For to those who fear him, there is no want. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for another morning. We thank you for another day of uh, coming around, I guess, the world now and um, being able to worship you, to celebrate you, to teach about you, to bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, your son. And it's in his name, the name of Jesus, we pray this morning, amen. Well, I'd like to invite Pat Blank to come up and share a communion meditation with us.
1: As I prepared this communion message, I was thinking just what a difficult year 2020 was. And this is actually the last communion message of 2020. And all of us, um, I think, would agree that in some form or shape or another, we've had, uh, we'd call it a hard year. Or there's been hardships in your personal lives, in your professional lives, in your life in general with with the uh, COVID and the elections and stuff like that. And it got me to thinking, though, um, hardships weren't just experienced by us, but experienced by Jesus as well. We think of Jesus as always being um, of God and um, our Lord and Savior, but we forget sometimes that Jesus was born of God and man. In other words, he had to be of the flesh, just like us, um, to fully fulfill the scriptures, and so I jotted down some things that um, we don't think about, but when we look back at the hardships of 2020, these also were hardships that Jesus had to experience. Um, He had to be born human, be born as a baby, vulnerable and helpless, and experience the sin of the world as we know it and as we feel it. He had to give up all the things we consider as earthly rights justice mercy were denied him he had to give up his own will completely and do only what the father wanted him to say and do he had to live 100 percent for others and not for himself he had to live with no permanent address or roof over his head living off the support of others no stability at all he had to live without a wife and kids he had to be sinless. He had to live in our filth in our destructive habits and remain sinless. He had to live knowing how he would die and even on which day he would die because it had to be at the time of the Passover to fulfill scripture. He even knew that he would be crucified on a cross. When you see the Son of Man lifted up, you will see him on the cross. He had to overcome death, defeat the devil, rise from the grave, and send the Holy Spirit. He had to leave his friends behind, knowing that they would also be killed for their faith. Through all this, he had to love all of his enemies. What a great friend this is, our brother, our Savior, our Redeemer, our high priest, our God, and our friend. And on that... During that week, there was the Last Supper. So I'm going to move over to Corinthians. And we will take our juice and our bread. And we will uh, remember that Last Supper. Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed and took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Okay, so let us take of the bread. In the same way also was the cup after supper saying this is the cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us close communion with a prayer. Father, Lord, we thank you for that your nature always is to have mercy and to lift us up out of our mess. By your sacrifice, you have restored our relationship to the Father. You have given us peace with God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Pat. I was so swept up in what you were talking about, things I hadn't really thought about before, that I forgot to get ready, and I had to scramble for the communion. (laughs) So thank you for that. Well, good morning, everybody. If you, well, you are, if you're watching this, watching it from home. There's a total of five of us in here, so there's a. It continues to be a little bit of a weird experience, but I did want to just uh, let everybody know that's visiting this morning that. This is not your typical message. At the end of every year, I like to kind of look at what this house of God has done over the last year in, um, in proclaiming the gospel and helping people through Jesus's, being Jesus' hands and feet, but also to give vision for a year in the future. And so normally I really love just grabbing my Bible and preaching verse by verse, but today I'm just going to spend a little more time um, just showing you what we have done and, and helping us remember that and looking into the future. I already started looking this morning at um, Luke because we'll be going through Luke in 2021, and I had to have some more scripture this morning, and so I did already kind of cheat and get ahead a little bit. But um, for us, this will just be a quick review of 2020. And a vision for 2021. Now, the first thing I want to do is get just do a quick review of the elephant in the room, COVID. 2020 was obviously a year of COVID. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sure you have R2, but it's our reality regardless of our feelings. And it did affect things in a, I would argue, rather marvelous way. For the global church in 2020 and so i just wanted to remind us of what we've been through over this last year as we've all seen some major shifts for our church here first christian church in pleasant hill and for the global church at large so some of the things i just want to remind you of uh, this is the first time in christian history that the global church has been forced to quit meeting together the first time in the history of Christianity, 2,000 years of history. So it was a major change for everybody, not just for us, but for the entire global church. But I also think in the middle of that, God has given us a vision um, for his church leaders, for us, for me, um, that we're also overdue for a change, that he's going to use even this for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I know that's easy to say, but it has been... An overwhelming feeling of mine since day one of 2020. And we'll go into that in a few minutes. We've also had to deal with creative ways to meet under the mandates, right? And the mandates are different everywhere you go from county to county, state to state, country to country. And that's made it a little difficult, but also it's been kind of necessary as different areas are affected differently and how we keep people safe in those areas. We've had changing size limits where sometimes we can meet, sometimes we can't meet. Sometimes we can meet with a quarter of our capacity, sometimes with 50%. Sometimes we can only meet outdoors, which is the current situation, but a slight bit too chilly for most people. And um, we'll go into that a little bit more too. We've met outdoors in our garden. We've uh, gotten better at live streaming. Mostly thanks to Michael and uh, John Leary, Michael Blachie and John Leary, and that's why you're getting to see this message this morning at a much better quality than we've ever been able to do before, is uh, hours and hours and hours of their care and love for this church. We've also um, had to shut down Sunday school Can you imagine, uh, could you have imagined this time last year not having Sunday school for kids at all for an entire year and yet that's what we've done. And we've all had to learn how to use Zoom and we've all regretted not buying stock in Zoom this time last year (laughs) as we've all had to be forced to catch up on our technology. And so where we are today. Where we are today, I think, is and as we enter 2021, is a new place, actually, that doesn't involve First Christian Church as much as uh, the United States as a whole and perhaps the world. We're entering a time where right now uh, people are using the First Amendment to talk about the right of government to control what we do. And while we want to keep everybody safe and we want people to know that we respect and love and support them for taking whatever measure they have to for their own health because this virus hits different people under different circumstances at different times. But we also know that in our, in our Constitution, our First Amendment says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press we've gotten a lot of the press this year, or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And so for me, this has become not a force churches to be allowed to open, but really as a student of history, especially United States history, as I read, uh, I'm reading through all the biographies of every president of the United States right now, not all the biographies, but the the best one I could find of each one. And I'm at Millard Fillmore, so I'm in the 1840s. But I've studied how the country is put together. And my, my great concern as a, as a student of history is that the First Amendment here has just sh- been shunted aside. And we haven't heard where, well, we're just putting that on hold due to emergency actions right now. We've just heard due to emergency actions, we're going to do all this stuff and as a student of history i get concerned when the government starts going against its own rules and so i think what you'll see and we're already seeing it in 2021 is churches being allowed to reopen because uh, many states have uh, the supreme court has ruled that to be so basically actually they've said that it's uh, each state has to decide that for themselves but uh, many states already have uh, done that oregon i believe was the most recent one where they're now allowing in-person church services because of the first amendment i'm sure california will be the last state but at some point um, the first amendment has to either be upheld or the government needs to say we're setting this aside for this unique time um And so really 2021, what will it bring? It'll probably bring more of the same that we had in 2020. But with a bigger picture here of what are we doing as a nation? What do we really believe in? Not just in our face, but in our constitution and in the powers of our our leaders and our authorities and the power of the documents that guide this great country. I also think in 2021, we're gonna have, because of that, more opportunities to stand for what we believe in. But I do think we're also gonna have more opportunities to extend grace and love to everybody, even those who are opposing our views like never before. And that, frankly, was a lesson I needed to learn in 2020. And so that's what I see coming in 2021 as far as you know the elephant in the room the covid stuff and actually what i'd really like to do believe it or not is just set all of that aside now for the rest of this message because we're all sick of hearing about covid and there's actually been and i've said from day one there's been incredible blessings because of covid in 2020 believe it or not and just don't shut off your feed right now and just bear with me for a few minutes and i'll show you what i mean but for now let's just say enough And let's actually move away from COVID and turn our focus to the gospel, to kingdom building. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is the church, the church of 2020. What we learned here at First Christian Church, what you learned alongside of us, and how that experience has been so good and so necessary, really. When COVID hit back in March, I had this overwhelming feeling, and I've said this many times on some of those early messages, that God needed to shake his church up worldwide, that we had fallen into a rut of sorts, that you know, even though I'm sort of a, not rebellious, but someone that likes to think outside of the box, even I really couldn't see how to do church if it wasn't in pews or in this case chairs and with sunday schools and everything that we're all missing um, in a different way that would be more effective because i don't like change just for change's sake i like change to get us better at preaching the gospel and so i believed and still believe that god used this covid situation to to kind of give everyone especially his the leaders of his churches um, vision for a new way of doing faith, to living out our faith. I loved, you know, I was looking at, I was thinking what passages could I use this week because I'm not used to doing that. I'm used to reading through scripture and enjoying God's word direct. I'm not used to anymore just picking and choosing verses to fit my topic of the day. Not that that's bad, all this, all of it is wisdom, but it's just not my style. And verses just blew at me. And I was so grateful to the Lord for that. And the first verse is on this slide. It's out of Isaiah 43, 19. And God says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That just flew into my head. I haven't thought of that verse maybe ever as a specific verse to use. But when I, when I thought about God doing a new thing with his church, I just remembered this echo of, see, I am doing a new thing. And then I jumped on my computer and said, where did that come up in the Bible? And found it in Isaiah. And it's so good. It's exactly the vision I feel God gave me and many church leaders and probably some of you to do church a new way now. And frankly, I think there's a lot of you watching and listening that really are, are kind of bored with church the way it was. That maybe you're bored of doing this too, don't get me wrong, but you're, you were, you know, it just didn't have a lot. You were coming, you were listening to messages, and you were going, and that was a lot of times our faith. And that's not what God wants. He wants more than that. He wants to empower our every hour with living. So in 2020 with the church, our journey... Um, was a, a sputtering journey, a sputtering uh, with of minimal, minimally attended in-person services, as it should have been, as we adjusted to everything, as we learned along the way, not only as a church, but also as a nation and as science, you know. We had those beautiful outdoor summer garden services, and in the midst of that, we used it as an opportunity to do a little bit more landscaping, didn't really go crazy, and a little bit more lighting out there to make that a little better. We always wanna be improving what we're doing. And those garden services, I remember when we first started them, even all, almost up to the end, we were like, let's don't ever go back inside. This is so great. So it was just a neat new way of doing things. We also had um, two other churches that are meeting here that did not meet really in 2020. Uh, One of them, the, the Spanish church, is now beginning to not meet here but broadcast from here, but they weren't even broadcasting. And so that saw not only the loss of two ministries pushing the kingdom forward live and our own, but also a loss of income to the church, a a significant amount of income to the church every month because we didn't feel we should charge them for uh, not being here, just a good stewardship thing. We've minimized expenses and we've refocused on uh, reaching people instead of buying donuts or <laughs> that's the silly example but there are a lot of things that it takes to run a, a business or a building and a organization and a sunday school and all of that um, and you the congregation have been faithful through it all and this is interesting we we saw a decline in, in giving overall and that's to totally be expected but it, it wasn't severe. And as we cut expenses, we were able to meet that mostly. And it, and it worked well. It helped us be uh, better stewards of your resources as well. But what you may not know, as I've been studying what's going on with the global church, is that 54% of all churches in the United States have already stated they will not be able to reopen. And they're closed for good. That's over half the churches in the United States closed in 2020 for good. And now before that really drags you down, you have to understand most, almost every one of those churches were very small churches that were barely hanging on anyway. And a lot of those churches kind of needed to close. You know what I mean? We've all been to churches where there are heard of them, where there's four or five people or 20 people that are just not um, maybe doing uh, the gospel as well as they could. But regardless, we saw over half the churches in America say they would not be reopening. Here at at the church, we've had Canvas Homeschool still meeting here because they're under a different charter. They fall under uh, education in a different way even than our public schools. And so they were able to keep meeting here with a lot of changes for safety. And so I at least got to have a bunch of kids running through the, well, they weren't running through the campus anymore because they were controlled, but I could hear their voices sometimes, okay? And that helped me feel good. And I love that uh, homeschool network. If you've ever been looking for a place to um, help educate your kids, I highly recommend the Canvas Homeschool Network. We also kept meeting with Trail Life, which is the Christian version of Boy Scouts, and American Heritage Girls, which is the same for girls and girl scouts and um, what's interesting is they've fallen into a permanent loophole and so there hasn't been any um, scouting mandates since july and um, we're following that uh, criteria pretty well we had a little hiccup where um, we did decide to have a christmas party just to be transparent where a little bit of food was served by someone gloved and masked two people and the DA caught wind of that and uh, said we're never to do that again, but the way we're meeting is otherwise is fine. So while it was scary to have the district attorney call me, it was also great to hear, yeah, you guys are doing fine, just don't do food anymore, all right? <laughs> so we've had some major things happening here, maybe off of your radar um, that's made it an interesting year. We also um, helped uh, kick off, We well, we kicked off a helping ministry as it's sort of been um, called now. Uh, where we redid uh, Terry McElroy's backyard with uh, artificial turf and just a lot of stuff going there. It was super fun, I think I can say, to do. It was a lot of hot work. We did it in the middle of summer. And then we went on over to the Davis family and built a, um, a playground basically in their backyard for them. And so they provided all the stuff, we just provided the labor. And, um, and it was super fun, actually. It was great to get to know both both families better, and to be able to bless them just with our bodies, with our hands and our feet, and our backs. I remember still toting a, I don't know how heavy it was roll of artificial. Turf with Pat when we were harnessed over our shoulders, and I hope my wife's not watching right now, or she's really mad at me. But um, but I'm not injured, hon. I swear. And so we just we had a lot of fun doing that, and just being with safely being with and improving people's lives, even in the midst of a complete shutdown. And if you have things that you would need help with, that you would uh, like us to do. You could connect with me or John Leary, and we could um, try and schedule to help you on a project, and we do those things safely. We would obviously all be masked and using hand sanitizer. We just basically do whatever you would like us to do to get done if we can. But we have to schedule those things out, of course. We also spent a lot of time um, helping people. Uh, I saw a lot of us in the congregation or heard of a lot of us delivering meals to to shut in people, to helping that way, which was amazing. And uh, bringing groceries over. I know I helped with some grocery runs. Um, We've helped get people to hospital appointments, doctor appointments. I've spent many an hour in the parking lot of County Hospital. I will be doing that tomorrow, actually. Um, And that's good. That's really good to be able to help people that way. We also started this uh, congregational care where we've intentionally pursued um, caring for all of you, all of our congregation, because we knew that everybody was isolated and isolation psychologically is just not a good thing. It never is and we saw it starting to get bad and so we were we have actually at this point kind of split up congregational care amongst the elders and the deacons now and uh, and we have a new deacon which I'll talk about in a bit and so we hope to get better at that and to be even rotating that care so that we're all kind of getting to know you a little bit better and making sure you're okay just becoming closer as a family we're also looking for ways to love, you know, and I've seen this go out where people have hand-delivered Christmas cards. They've, uh, they've had lots of conversations with people, either over Zoom or in person or on the phone. I've had a lot, I've done a lot of counseling, because frankly, again, psychologically, um, the stuff that we're being mandated to do can be difficult emotionally and mentally. And so that, is, that has gone up quite a bit. We also unfortunately lost Phyllis Thornberry. Uh, Still kind of hurts, still a a loss, even though it was somewhat early on, I think over the summer um, or early fall. Uh, Linda Hesel's mother uh, passed away clearly from COVID. Um, But we also had Gavin Gomez get baptized. So we did a baptism in the middle of the year too. And it was the first baptism Since I've been pastor that we've done here and that's exciting and I was able to do it in the in the baptistry. I myself was baptized in so that was super exciting. And I was able to also uh, be an officiant of a wedding for Casey and Christina, good friends of mine, who are now waiting for us to open so that they can attend as well during that premarital counseling. And that was a joy. It was weird because it was really tight, just their immediate family, some of which who left immediately. And then a laptop right in front of me looking at us as I officiated. So it was a whole new way of doing a wedding. But it was kind of fun, actually, something different. And they were certainly blessed by it. And I'm actually just starting next week in premarital counseling of uh, a young couple in our church that I will let remain nameless for now till they want to announce it. But so there's a lot of good things going on. We also delivered a lot, um, moving outside of our congregation, a lot of clothing and food to the homeless. Um, you know, that's a passion of mine is homeless work and taking care of the homeless, and we've done a lot because of that. I have delivered many a truck with a couple of you helping. So that's been fun to the San Francisco City Impact Mission, and we've delivered some to a local man uh, working directly with the homeless in Concord. And so that's just been really great. And we're currently doing a blanket and blanket and jacket drive. And so I'm hoping to take those donations into City Impact on Tuesday. So you still have today and tomorrow. You can just, if you have some blankets or jackets, especially after Christmas now, um, the older ones that you want to uh, get rid of that are gently used and washed, then just bring them down. If I'm not here, just have them in a garbage bag and leave them at the door. I know. But I think we're we're approaching probably 30 or 40 blankets and bags of jackets. So that's that's amazing. And um, again, we'll be donating those to San Francisco Rescue Mission. And um, if we can get it done on Tuesday, Gary Heasel even going to go with me. So thanks, Gary. I appreciate your help. I always love to bring someone along because it's fellowship time and we keep our masks on. We crack the windows. We're still being kind of dumb, but there we go. Um, and Then also, uh, Ron installed some electrical and plumbing in our alleyway here. Um, thank you, Ron, so much for doing it. I know you don't want to be mentioned, but um, we're working on being able to house two homeless people on site in RVs or trailers, travel trailers basically is the idea, and being able to have them a- have access to full electrical and water um, so that they can have a full bathroom and a full kitchen. And when we get to that place, which will be some of 2021, um, we, I, we've also found a service that will come out much like they service porta potties throughout the city and they'll service the trailers direct so we don't have to deal with the sewage stuff. So we're, we're making some progress there to try and help. There's also an organization called Homemade that's just recently come on board out of Hayward. They built some tiny homes. I visited their site. Um, it took them a long time, but now they've got the system down and they're trying to roll out basically the same plan I've been trying to roll out for three years with housing homeless on site to all the churches that want to put it on their facility. So we may see a, an answer to the homeless just in time because the other thing that this COVID has done is caused a lot of um, economic hardship. People have lost their businesses and frankly, the, the homeless field of work, which I'm still in touch with, is bracing for a tidal wave of new homeless people. And they already had one. So it's almost like a tidal wave on top of a tidal wave. And so we're, we're scrambling to try and do anything we can to help people. And then the, the fun one for me has been as we've been online more, uh, friends and family uh, have been listening from out of state and out of country. So we get a lot of views from Oregon. Good job, my brother Dusk, up there. And um, we also get. A lot of viewers um, from overseas, either from people we 've gone and visited or in the past or people that are just um, being referred to our messages and i 'll continue to tell you often. Invite your friends, share your all of this that you listen to or watch on your social media, if you would, and invite friends, tag friends in it, and let people know they're out there. It's, it's not about the numbers, and it's not about the money. We're not counting either. <laughs> this is all... F- free technology to us right and we don't expect people out there to be contributing here this is just about advancing the gospel that's all we care about in the midst of advancing the gospel taking care of the people that it is advancing to okay so that's your part we'll get to that a little longer or a little later so that's a lot of what we did in twenty twenty. 2020, we have some more that I'm going to talk about, but it's really bracing for 2021. And so that's what I want to move into now is just what is 2021 going to look like for First Christian Church in Pleasant Hill? The first thing I thought of is me, to be honest, is what will I do to help lead this church building and facility into the future? And then what will john leary and barry do to help lead us into the future and pat and robert and now kyle and i think of ron and sherry and others our trustees um, that are all leading us into the future and it's scary because i'm just me and they're just them if you've ever gotten an email from me you may have noticed a scripture on the bottom of it it's been on the bottom of that since i entered ministry it's a scripture that I believe God gave me as I entered ministry, very afraid of what I was doing. Like, I am not qualified to be a pastor, especially then. And I never intended to be one, so I never trained to be one. But apparently, uh, God had a different idea, and he brought this scripture to mind. It's out of First Chronicles 28, and it says, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple, or we would say church, of the Lord is finished. And I leaned on that verse heavily in ministry and continue to do so. And it's been the bottom signature of every email I've ever sent in ministry. And that's the determination that I feel like we have moving into the future. And I hope you can taste and and take with you into the future of 2021 too. So one of the things that we're doing is we're always ready to reopen. As these first amendment battles go forward, as counties change, as COVID cases change, we know that at any given moment, it could be a Thursday and all of a sudden Sunday, we're able to open and we want to be prepared to do that. So we're always trying to keep the building in shape and ready Which basically means not letting everything pile up in the corners like it did at first because I just do that. I just put it here. No one's gonna see this for a while. And, And so trying to make sure I don't do that and others, and also just taking care of the building. And so some of the things we did in 2020 were being ready for that the whole time and now are ready if we open, when we open, reopen in person services in 2021. One of the things we did was carpets all through the hallways. As uh, Pat talked about so well during the congregational meeting, if you were, attended that, but uh, the carpets in here, I don't know that I need to describe them, but for those of you who didn't attend, don't attend personally here. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were carpets that we had when I was here 20 something years ago, and they were uh, we've seen a lot of traffic. They were really worn. They were really stained. They had holes in them. It was nasty. And so we've gotten some industrial carpet squares put in. You can't really tell they're squares, except for the pattern. Um, They hold up much better, and um, they—if one of them gets scarred, you can actually pull it up and re-glue a new square down. We have spares, Um, so that was big. And we had the hallway floor leveled because there was that dip. And I'm getting older, so every time I was like, "Whoa, okay, that's right. We're in the hallway." So we had that leveled too. It was kind of fun. We also put new cabinets in room six and then Ron again, Ron's the worker bee around here, he uh, completely refinished the floors in room six. We were thinking we were going to have to refloor. He said, I can buff that out. And I'm like, "Uh, you crazy, but all right, go for it, buddy. And it's astonishing. We, We just recently moved some cabinets in there and it exposed like a one by one foot square. And it's disgusting. Like, that was our old floor that we thought, oh, that's not too bad. But compared to the work Ron did, oh. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Ron, again for helping out so much. Um, and we also had uh, AC replaced. We had one of our air conditioners, unfortunately, go out. And we waited for a couple of years to get it fixed till we knew we had the funds for it and it was appropriate. And when we return, we want to either be able to have you be warm or have you be cool, depending on what season we're in. Uh, so we, we have been really careful to make sure we maintain the church and we're ready for immediate in-person services, while we still continue to respect and support everybody who need to wait to resume. Coming to service in person until they are ready for it. So, in, in other words, if the if the state decides, yeah, we're violating the First Amendment, we got to allow churches to open the first Sunday in January. I don't expect a big crowd. So, and that will be just fine. And we do have someone walking up to the doors right now. If someone could go see who that is, okay. Um, and we also have a new deacon and a new position in place. So um, you voted during the congregational meeting. You approved our recommendation to bring on Kyle Giffen as a deacon in this church. And then um, you also approved the budget, which included a position for him in um, as an assistant uh, here, an assistant ministry leader here. And so... Uh, what he will be doing is um, he's got a three part kind of a three part um, job description where he'll be helping me, assisting me um, with a lot of the day to day tasks that have to get done. It's pretty overwhelming, um, especially when we're being stretched with new tech and everything, which is what I've assigned to him because he's young and I'm old and he knows tech and I, I can use it. Um, and so that 's one part, the other part will be young adult ministry we 'd like to have something available for the college kids, um, people eighteen to twenty nine years old roughly, and so he's already been pushing into that, and we had been for quite a while and then the third part of his position is uh, is youth youth uh, children, children, young people, uh, junior high and high school of age and so starting january one he'll be pushing heavy into all of that and it 's not so much that we 're building those programs for people that come here because they can't. That's what makes ministry incredible right now is because we have to be personal about it. and So it's more uh, Zoom uh, calls and making those uh, entertaining enough to attend, and also um, just looking for ways to connect appropriately. So we're redesigning a room. Uh, room nine back here for the young adults to be able to meet in when they're able to, and we're also thinking of outdoor activities, maybe a hike we can do safely, those kinds of things. Um, and we also, as a as a as a church, we ask people to to tithe, to give, not only of their time and their talents, but also of their funds, because that's what keeps the lights on. That's what keeps the mic off. Maybe I shouldn't say that because then people will quit donating to get me off. But anyway, um, that's what keeps us going around here, keeps the ministry flowing to other people like the homeless and all these other things that we've talked about. And um, so we feel like we should be doing the same thing as an organization. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to slowly, about 1% a year, raise our missionary giving itself up to about a 10 percent level and so we've budgeted into this year uh, through other cuts that we think we'll be able to make um, to increase our giving by one percent up to seven percent and we have two missionary um, potentials already to bring us so it doesn't affect the uh, the existing ministries at all missionaries at all unless we decide not to add anybody then we could have some other funds for them Um, But more importantly, it allows us maybe to reach out to to other missionaries that are aligned or even more aligned with the restoration movement and the things that um, First Christian does uh, than others. So that's really important. We've also um, put a huge amount of time investment in social media. I think I could just probably leave that and it'll bore everybody if I don't. But I do want to say, like I've said already, thank you to to, um, Michael and John. Uh, for putting so much work into this live stream that you're able to see today. Also, we, uh, they also had to deal with learning some new software to get that done, and a new system that was donated by Kyle Giffen's dad. So thank you so much, Kyle's dad. I wish I knew your name, but I don't think he's told me and I'm old so I don't remember. But it's, uh, it's a huge system that's really making a difference here. and uh, We've gotten messages back up on the website. Just started that this week because we just started a YouTube page and then we realized, wait, now we can take the the YouTube link and put it on our site, and our site actually accepts that so it was a double whammy in a good way, and we also have started putting all of our message all these messages on podcasting so it 's hitting all the podcast services so what we're what we 're trying to do again we 're not trying to grow numbers of people here because we can't we 're not trying to grow money because that 's not at the end of the day, what we're here for, we're just trying to grow the gospel all into the world. And so we're doing anything we can to push the, the message of Jesus Christ to the entire world. And that's why in today's world, it has to be a lot on social media as well. And again, I want to encourage you, your part in spreading the gospel is share, just simply hitting share on your social media. Uh, tagging people that you want to um, have see it. Um, hit like when you're watching it if you're on a media that allows you to like or comment, so we know you're here, so that we feel like we're you know we're moving in the right direction as well. Otherwise, it's really hard to figure it out. And uh, again, we've we've made Kyle Giffen's new position one third of it is roughly is is uh, assisting me and um, going through social media. Um, So moving into the future, we also want to deepen the congregational care. What do you need? What would meet your needs better? How could we help with that? Um, Including your spiritual needs, but also your physical needs, um, emotional, mental needs, whenever you need that, that we can provide. How can we help? So we're always asking ourselves that, to take care of you as our people, as people of God, actually. We're also going to revamp our Zoom online courses a little bit in 2021. We all got the hang of it in 2020, and then starting January 6th, which is just this week after next, right? starting soon on January 6th, we're going to have two uh, new Zoom groups online. One of them will be uh, Sermon 2.0, where you can go on Wednesday nights and Barry is, Swan is leading that, and you can go, dive deeper into these messages. You wouldn't necessarily do it on this message, but on the regular ones. And then I'll be um, pulling from my training and schooling, and I'll be delivering a, a college-level lecture course on how we got the Bible, starting January six two on Wednesday nights at a different time. And so, if you want to learn like uh, when did the word start getting written down how was it written down on what how do we know that the bible we have now is is the real bible and there's not more that we need to have or less that we need to have all those um, questions should be really well answered in this upcoming course and i i encourage you for either of those midweek meetings are both available to register for online on our website or you could just email myself or Barry Swan, the two leaders of the two groups, or even email either of us if you don't remember who was leading the other one, and ask to be signed up and we'll make sure that gets taken care of. We're also going to start actually tonight, I realize so I was glad I was putting this together, but we're going to try a Sunday evening check-in on Zoom where if you want to, if you're not overly destroyed by Zoom, you can just pop on anytime. Uh, I believe it's 5 to 6 p.m. I meant to go back and double-check that but I left my computer and phone at home. Um, But it starts tonight. We're just running it through January just to see if anybody even has an interest. I do this with another organization that I'm a part of and it's really helpful. But it's just a time you can come in anytime during that hour. Just check in, say hi, um, leave anytime you want. It's super casual. And so it's more just to catch up, and we'll be doing things like asking people if they have prayer requests, maybe do some praying online together, just, again, just a casual thing. And then we'll be reading through the New Testament together in 2021 as well. I think this is one of the most important things you could do for your faith, especially if you haven't read everything in the New Testament yet if you need some accountability if you need some pressure if you just need some prodding if you just need encouragement um, to do it we're going to read through the new testament the entire new testament in 2021 and we're doing it through the bible app which you can download for free to your phone you can just quickly make a little account and then you can just link over to pastor scott williams that's me just because i'm uh not officiating. I'm the one doing the the Bible study, so I'll link you into it, or you can just do it on your own, um, or you could get on the Bible app and do it on your own, not link in with the the group. But it's fun to have it with the group from the church because it's people you know, even some you don't from out of our area, um, and they're able. You're able to make comments every day. So that's basically you read a little devotional, you read a pa- the passage of the day from the New Testament, and then you have a spot where you can make comments or just read other people's comments or both. You don't have to do anything. I don't comment very often myself, so no pressure on that. But if you stay on that plan, you'll read through the entire New Testament in this year. Um, or just make up your own plan. But either way, you know, try and read through that in 2021. And we're also staying excited about new gospel opportunities. You know, There's a ton we haven't even thought of. You know, this last week saw us get on... Podcasting and YouTube this late in the year, you know, you just never, and it's radically transforming how the gospel is getting out. So you never know what the next thing is. What will be the next way to to advance the kingdom? Right to bring the the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus Christ to more people. And we hope to be part of that exciting piece of God using even this time of COVID for the goodness of His kingdom so i hope through all of this you're seeing that i i realize it's probably a little tedious to listen to but i i hope you're seeing that a lot of good has happened i haven't talked about everything it occurs to me that i didn't mention that we donated 100 turkeys to the san francisco uh, city impact mission that helped feed 10,000 homeless people thanksgiving dinner uh, the other things that we've done the The personal people that we've contacted out on the streets with the homeless ministry. The the building up of the other churches like Senti Church that meets here in our facility and, and strengthening each other. The meeting with other churches and learning from each other and growing. The every time that someone has talked to you this year... Um, through text or calling or email just to see if you were okay or just to hear your voice on the phone. I, there are a lot of things that have gone on this last year that have nothing to do with COVID. Although really they have everything to do with COVID because it's what we're doing in a new. And again, I'm going to argue better way than we were doing before because of what we're forced to do now. Which leads me to the final the final slide, the final thing of this message, which is just trying to become an even more vibrant community for you. In First Chronicles 28, oh, I didn't realize. I think I got that wrong, actually. That's a different one, and I got the wrong verse on there. Uh, I will correct that. Finally, it says, brothers and sisters, rejoice. I think this is out of First Corinthians 13, if I remember right. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration movement. Um, Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Don't try that right now. It's COVID. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, All God's people here send their greetings may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's this year for church and that's next year and that's for really all eternity for church. I I wrote on the side of this, COVID question mark. We got Christ, and that's the way I was thinking about this. And some things I want to encourage you to live a vibrant life in 2021, no matter what happens, really, no matter what happens, is tune into these weekly messages. That would be one thing. It's growth. right? It forces you to hear a message, to think through some topics that maybe you wouldn't have thought about yourself otherwise. Like them, comment on them. That helps when you like the podcast, there's some dynamic that makes it more viewable to other people. When you uh, do the same on Facebook, it does some algorithm that presents it to more people. Like on it, comment on it. It also tells us, that you're here and that's actually incredibly important to me i love seeing the good morning which i'm sure is on our feed right now or or you know anything else that's being said also consider a midweek group those are where we do a deep dive this is just a generalized thing here even when we're reading scripture the midweek groups like the like the sermon 2.0 where we dive deeper into the sermons every year or the um, how we got the Bible group coming up, where we 're going to dive really deep into how we got the Bible, right, hence the name these are so important they 're like college level Christianity, if you will, um, and then be in your Bible, read through the New Testament daily, sign up for it today. you know most of the thing most people, including me think i 'll get to that, and then I get to it late because there 's so much going on so when when I finally quit talking today consider going over and signing up for the Bible app. And if you're on there, or even if you're not, um, friend Pastor Scott Williams, and I'll sign you up automatically for the daily Bible reading through the New Testament. You won't have to do anything all year except click on it and open it, and it will be great. Do the same with messages, making them a priority for you. And the midweek groups, you know, go sign up for that today because they will start January 6th, and you'll start... Afterwards, if you even remember, or it'll be a great way to talk yourself out of starting at all, right? I hate starting things late. Um, Another thing is just being proactive. You know, I, for better or worse, at this point, I have shut down my Facebook. I don't believe you can even find me on Facebook anymore. I actually had to make it all private because I had to leave it up because I manage, help manage the uh, church uh, Facebook site too. But don't spend so much time on social media. This year. And if you do, try and stay out of the politics and the COVID, even and everything, right? Because we're all just making mistakes there. That's why I got off, because I kept making mistakes there. And um, if nothing else, limit your social media and your news. Because frankly, as a book I recently read taught me, it's the social media and news that drove COVID that has driven this whole thing. And so it's as much spin and misinformation, I believe, as, as real information that you're getting now. Find your um, news about things um, from their primary sources. I quit watching television or, uh, news anyway, probably five or six years ago, and noticed a radical change in my feeling and my behavior and my beliefs. And I still stayed in touch with things, believe it or not. Use isolation to reset. Your lifestyle for the future. This is actually where you begin to think about different things. You know, as much as 2020 made churches rethink how they do ministry, I hope that all of us are actually being forced to rethink how we do ministry, how we live our lives. For me, that's looked like um, longer days here but quieter nights at home. That looks like spending more intentional time with my wife because we can't go anywhere and just watch a movie side-by-side side or sit at a dining uh, uh, dinner table at a restaurant on our phones. Or you know we may be watching TV in the living room or whatever, but, but we, it just seems like it's been a better season for our relationship. And I would suspect maybe it's been for years too. I remember, do you remember back in March and April where everybody was going insane? Because, especially if you were a parent of school age children, (laughs) because you had to deal with that. And yet what I've seen over the years is is it's shifting. It's still incredibly difficult. But now it's become like, this is good. I see, now what I hear more of is I really enjoy being around my family and we've really learned To be around you, it's different, you know? And we're finding different ways of doing life together that are better than some of any of the other things we did before. That's important. You have an opportunity in this mess. And I can't say this enough. I just can't. I've been trying to say this to people in counseling, I've been trying to say this to you. But quit focusing on the negatives because we will always have the negatives. And right now is an incredibly negative potential time. And focus on your positives. Stay alert, be a good steward with your life, be aware of what's real, but don't let it overwhelm you. So many people are falling into despair. How can that happen while so many other people are are lightening up you know are, are seeing more light and more life in their lives during this time because they have more time you know before this hit before all this isolation hit, we were just constantly on the go. We still are we many of us are working more than we ever have i 'm one of them, but it's different now a lot of times we're able to do that at home. I still come in here because that 's how I work but you're able to work at home, you're able to be at home with your children, whether you like it or not. They're, you know, you're able to spend more time, be more creative. I've had people say that, uh, I know one in particular who sold their home, bought a huge RV, and is homeschooling their children while they travel the United States, because they can do that anywhere. And I thought, Whoa why aren't we all doing that <laughs> and so there's just a lot of really this is such a great potential time too quit focusing on the negatives when i was a a parent a father of young children <clears throat> i read somewhere and this changed the course of everything for me for every for every negative thing you say to your child. To overcome that for them emotionally, you need to say 10 positive things. And I didn't get to counting, I might have at first, but the whole idea was, at the, as I went through the day, there were moments where I remembered that and went, man, I've been on my kids all day, I haven't said one nice thing to them. Well, do the same with your life. Most of you who are really struggling out there have real issues that would mostly go away if you would quit watching the news and stay off social media and find productive ways to enjoy this time you have. Because guess what? The world is going to climb on top of this again, and it'll be different, but you'll be back in the grind. And you'll wish you had done something with this time. And it might teach you what you're going to do with your time into the future. And also remember those that are alone. We forget that. You know, I forget that. I I go home to a wife every day. There are many people that are home alone right now and they're suffering tremendously, tremendously. Remember, God said in scripture, he says that true religion is this, to take care of the widows, those without families and the orphans in their distress. We're in distress right now. And those that don't have family to lean on, those that are listening right now, I know some of you who are home alone. I know you're struggling. I hear you. And let me know how I can help. Let me know how we all can help. But for everyone else, remember the people you know that are alone. Remember your family that are really upset by everything that's going on and be there for them. Remember the people in your church, even, that are at home alone and have been home alone since March. And figure out a way to minister to them, to bring the good news of the gospel to them. It's not always with a Bible or with with prayers or with words. Those all are extremely important. Sometimes it's with your hands and your feet. And reach out with the gospel. It's not just my job. It's not just this building's job, everybody in it. Remember, this building is not the church. You, me, we're the church. That's what Jesus instituted when he allowed the temple to be destroyed. And then he talked about the temple of the Holy Spirit that resides in each of us. As I've gone through this year, I've thought a lot, man, this is a different Scott because I'm a pretty lazy guy, believe it or not. I do a lot of stuff, but you know, my favorite thing is to sit on the couch and read a book. Just ask my wife. But it's also partially because some problems are so big. When I'm working with the homeless, it's such a big problem. When I'm working with the poor, when I'm working with the person home alone, that's not really working, that's just loving, but you know what I mean. It's so big that I get overwhelmed and I remember it's not me but Christ within me that powers my life. Let him power yours too. Find tangible ways. Don't just say, that's a great idea. I'm gonna do that, excuse me. Ask yourself, how am I gonna do that? And start doing it. Because the reality is one person or one facility pushing on a message, trying to spread the gospel of Jesus into the world is one thing and it's good but a hundred people doing that is far better you are an important part of the gospel i can't think of a better time in the history of the world at a time when every church in the world has been shut down for the first time in the history of christianity i can't think of a better time for us to be the salt and the light of the world And it's going to have to be authentic. It's going to have to be love. It's going to have to be grace. It's going to have to be a lot of forgiveness and humility. But I believe this is a time like never in the world to, to be able to do that and to be recognized as doing that. And then assure people that it's not me, but Christ within me, reaching out to you. Let me pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Thank you for everybody who slogged through this message, um, checklists of sorts, but also vision, you know. Thank you for turning 2020 when we're in the right frame of mind. Thank you for turning 2020 into an amazing blessing, for showing us, what we have, what we are, who we follow, that we're your sons, that we're your daughters. Thank you so much for constantly reminding us of that and reminding us that no matter how tough this physical world gets, (laughs) you got it that you are working all things for the good of those who love you. If we would just love you, that you're working all things for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. May we find 2021 a leaning into the good news of the gospel. May we find it much the same probably as a material, worldly coping, but much different in the way we carry out our lives. Help us spend 2021 reimagining our lives, turning our thoughts from evil, from, from negativity, from darkness, from hopelessness, from despair, towards light, towards you, towards love towards purpose and vision and grace and mercy and humility. Love casts out all fear, Lord. You've told us that. And we just ask you for that. We ask you for the fruit of the Spirit, for love, patience, kindness, peacefulness, all of the fruits of the Spirit self-control we ask you for those because we know against such things no law can stand it's only the things that we need legally taken care of that are bad there are no laws against good things so set us free from the law through your grace and your way of living father show us the way that your truth for our more abundant life in Jesus name Amen. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you next year.